I'm near, pretty near the fun fair at the moment, and I'm outside the uh, the store here that many runners would have seen, uh, which is entitled Fresh Fruit. But I assume it may have another title. Or is... No, no, we're just known as the Fruit Shop Clarence Pier. Fruit Shop Clarence Pier. And who are you? I'm Laurie Clark. Laurie Clark, good to meet you. And I've, I've, too, I've been meaning to talk to you for ages, and I've, I've, I've waved every time I've passed by. You've obviously seen a lot of me over the last few weeks. But just wanted to find out a little bit about the store, because I heard recently that you've been here for... A little bit of time. All my lifetime. My dad was here about five years before I was born. So we think this is our 66th summer. That's amazing. 66 summers. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. See, I guess in your time here, you must have seen a lot of runners, a lot of races happening, the Great South Run and stuff. Yeah, and cycle races. We had the Tour de France here once. Um, but yeah, lots of the, the marathons and some mini marathons and whatever and events through the years yeah they, they always seem to be successful a lot of them are weather related obviously if the weather's good then yeah absolutely have you do you get many runners that stop by here and, and get fruit and drinks and stuff yeah mainly just like a quick banana for energy or whatever but you know I, I respect them they're out doing something you know that's that's good yeah absolutely it's really good i tell you what, i've been here a couple of times on, on, on a long run like a marathon route or something and I've wished I had money with me, so I was just like, oh, I was spending all the hot chips and seeing all the lovely fruit. You got, you got a lovely selection of fruit here, I must say. I, I need to eat more of it. But uh, what, what's popular with the runners then? Is it bananas or? Uh, bananas and water, yeah. Um, they're the main things. Easy to eat and obviously uh, part of a, a runner's sort of uh, diet, really, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant stuff. Well, listen, if um, if you runners are out and about and you see the uh, the fresh fruit at uh, Cl- yeah, Clarence Esplanade, Clarence Esplanade then, uh, do give uh, Laurie a wave and uh, yeah, Laurie, thanks for your time. Much appreciated. No problem. Take Pleasure. care. Hello and welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. Uh, I am your host, uh, as always, Daniel Del Piccolo, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, who can run more miles than Forrest Gump. The <laughs> one and- uh, David, nice, nice to hear from you again, Dan. <laughs> and listen, we're, we're also joined uh, this week by two um, South American pets known as Daegus, and I don't know who... Um, if any of you know know these pets or, or Dave, I don't know whether you remember them in my house, but they're these basically squirrel rat looking things that are making one hell of a noise in the room that I'm recording in today. So so they're also joining us, although they won't be saying much. They'll just be uh, scratching away. So if you hear any strange noises, uh, that's the Daegu's. <laughs> Lovely. Hello, Daegu. Listen, Dave, it's been um, it's been a while. You obviously uh, didn't didn't join us on the last show because you had uh, prior engagements to, to to get to and stuff. So it's 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 awesome to have you back. Yes. Um, how, how's things been? I think I think the listeners are going to probably um, be quite pleased that you're back because uh, they had me to listen to last time. Um, although <laughs> I did make it very quick. So uh, so how's things been? How, how you been keeping? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Well, I say all right. I was going I was going really well, and uh, then got a bit of an injury, so I've been frustrated by a little bit of a back injury for the last few weeks. So mm. than that, everything is fine and dandy. Thank you very much. How about you? Good, good. Well, I'm obviously good and, and, and not good there. At least you're fit and stuff. But yeah, not good to hear that uh, that you're injured. But such is the running way, dude. And I can I can honestly say that at the moment I feel a little bit like a character from The Wizard of Oz, more, more like the the unoiled and ungreased Tin Man, as I describe it. So um, yeah, I went on Strad last night where you felt like what was it? it? Might have been last night where you're thinking about feeling like a Tin Man. It made me laugh really because I've been like a bag of spanners over the last few weeks. So. Yeah, that's 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 the exact perfect other way to describe it is a bag of spanners. Literally, it's some. Um, I, I, I you know I don't know whether it's whether it's my age or 
or whether it's the fact you know the training's kind of like never really stopped over the last few years or or, or what it is really in fact I've, I've, I've you know I've got a few ideas that we'll probably mention coming yeah. up here but uh, yeah I don't know if anybody else out there feel feels the same way but at the moment getting out of bed um kind of getting up off the floor it's just there's just injury after injury um you know whether it's you know the, the stair injury or running running stuff going on hamstrings it's I fell over in the garden the other day Dave you couldn't believe it I was <laughs> it was absolutely it was pretty hilarious if I mean caught on camera it would have been one to uh, one to send into uh, you've been framed but I'd, I basically scrubbed the the conservatory roof and, and back windows and stuff and had this massive bucket of dirty water and yep. I was kind of walking back in the garden and the funny thing is my wife had said to me can you move those bloody weights out of the garden because somebody's going to trip over them <laughs> <laughs> and I hadn't moved them and there was this long bar with a, with a couple of weights on it and I basically just kicked it as I was walking backwards the whole bucket fell over me full of filthy disgusting water and whatever I'd found in the, in the guttering and ripped up my jeans twisted something in my foot and uh yeah basically broke the skin on my on my knee a bit so Good um, that was it was funny <laughs> did, you get, did you get anyone else uh any anyone around you to film that no, I wish I'd caught it. You know, I think it just would have been at that moment. I didn't have that GoPro on me because it would have been hilarious. <laughs> it would have just been so funny. But it, it it was missed, fortunately. So yeah, only um only pride hurt a little bit and stuff. But yeah, it just seems to be you know that's just another thing on top of it all. You know, you just you know the reason why I describe it like the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz as well, which is which is quite funny, is that I'm I, I wish I was a character in that. I wish I was the Tin Man. I'd be asking the the Wizard for a new body. I think yeah. would be would be good. Yeah, so on this week's show, we've got Craig Downs um, from a company called Mimo. Basically, a little device you can wear in a sock on your foot, um, which basically does all your your gait analysis from home using Bluetooth connected to an app on the phone. Um, Brilliant stuff. I mean, it's it's such a good use of technology and something that I've kind of spoken about with other runners about, you know, this kind of stuff coming into the home when are we going to start seeing things that you can normally only do in a shop or with a running coach and stuff when are we going to start seeing that stuff come into the home and and this is a really great example of that so mm-hmm. yeah really good interview with craig downs coming up and also i think at the end of the show we're going to be releasing a competition as well to win a copy of the law of running uh, by professor tim noakes so listen up and uh, to the end of the show for uh, for how to how you can win that but yeah dave what, what's been going on? What's what's happening with races and stuff? What, what's on your schedule this year? Because you've had a, quite a few changes over the last few weeks. Well, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of changes, hasn't there, anyway? So everything that seems to get planned seems to get then get cancelled. Um, but I think there we're, we're hopeful that things are going to start happening again, aren't we? Because I think you've mm. got Arth coming up. I think the South Downs 50 is coming up. I actually signed up for, for a road marathon which is the first ever road marathon that I'll have ever done. <laughs> hey, man, I'm expecting big things from that. Yeah, I don't know about that now. <laughs> I was I was flying and then I really wanted to go sort of three, between three and 3.10. I don't think I'd be ready to go under three at, at the moment, um, considering my back. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you never know what's ha- going to happen on the day and what happened over the next week or so. But um, I'll be happy if i can just get onto the start line for that now and then and then hopefully given the government's kind of uh hopeful message we'll get back to normal and get some kind of decent races in over the summer right so i hope yeah south downs 100 will happen and lakeland's 100 will happen that kind of thing oh the south downs way dude oh what what a race listen you're are you crewing that or you running um i'm supposed to be running that one actually so okay 
yeah, that would be interesting. I've done it once before and had an interesting time on it, which I can't really remember that much. But I think I got around in about 20 hours or so, like that, something like that. Now, um, that so, that was a that was a day that was a day we were we were there as well and we kept kind of passing each other passing each other passing each other and, and wasn't too sure where you were ever in the race but you just kept popping up and we kept popping up all over the place and it was literally I think right till the end. Yeah, it was. I think I passed you at Jevington, didn't you? With about four, didn't I? Four miles to go. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we. I think I forced Jason to stop near the end for a coffee because I was absolutely dying for a coffee. <laughs> and uh so we went up into the church i think and just sat there for a little bit before we before we finished the race but yeah that was that was i mean that was a really good time that you did there i'm mean, just yeah, yeah to, to, to do a 20 hour on the south downs way um for 100 miles is is well, really good if uh, talking about um going back a little bit about injuries i was talking to michelle the other day and uh, um one of my friends and she said that she knows a fair few people with niggles and injuries at the moment mm-hmm. she, she attributes that to less racing so yeah. essentially what's happened is people have been uh training without that taper for race week doing the race and then the recovery yeah so i guess i guess what would have happened previously is that you would do your kind of block of training however long that might be and then you you might have three or four weeks in you know between blocks where you would you would taper down you would do your race have a week week or two recovery and then start again whereas because there's just been nothing happening it's been intense a little bit of a taper like a, an easier week and then intense again so I don't know if um if that's got anything to do with it or not but that's but, such a good idea such but, a good that's that's a really interesting theory actually yeah it's probably the perfect shitstorm really to be fair because there's that and then there's also the fact that people are working from home more and and people are yeah. sat in like such weird positions on sofas on beds and chairs from home and there's i think that, it's kind of like all all coming all coming to a head now i think yeah there's less mobility isn't there for people um around their local areas and to work and back from work and you just don't i i, I looked the other day when i started um when i worked on a day that i wasn't running and I commute from my bedroom to the spare bedroom, which, as you can imagine, is about 20 feet. Yeah. And I noticed by the evening, by the time I'd finished my day, that I'd done less than a thousand steps throughout the day. And I'm quite lucky and I get to stand at my desk if I want to. Um, yeah. But, you know, if, if we'd been if we'd gone out to work and you, you know, you walk to the car, you'd and then like that kind of like activity around getting up from your desk at work, what you know, like just the, your your general kind of movement in a day of leaving the house will give you a few extra few thousand extra kind of steps. So it just goes to show. I think that do you remember that film Super Size Me? Oh yes, yeah. And he came up with a statistic or a, a calculation or some information that he found out out there in the ether that most Americans only walked around 2,000 steps a day okay so that was like a fifth or I think it was maybe New Yorkers or something that so that's that's a fifth of what you should do really of that 10,000 steps so you know working from home has really really put people's health at risk when you think about that kind of lack of movement that people were just yeah. getting no, I think so. I think you've definitely hit, hit the nail on the head there because I'm just thinking back to kind of like my my day routine when going to work in the office. And when, and you're right, like even just to go to the loo or, or to have a little break, you're, you're, you know, I was walking down four or five flights of stairs and then back up again, even just to get to the 
to the I, I look after the um, a few machines in a server room and just to get down there is you know four flights of stairs so yeah we yeah. were going down there all the time so yeah it's so, so true you know all that movement that you kind of had would have would have done your back good would have done your legs good and yeah. I wonder what happened if they you know if they recalculated the amount of calories that you might need if you were just so sedentary that you worked from home mm. like difference in the amount of calories that we could probably easily do that ourselves just from the amount of steps that we do yeah true how's life in clanfield in the countryside i see things uh got a little bit hot up at Q, uh, queen elizabeth country park recently there was a i don't know if you saw the illegal dumping truck that had been that got stuck <laughs> yeah i did see that and they, they oh. talked the next day hadn't they <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't know what the exact story was i saw a few posts about it on on facebook some of the portsmouth runners had um had put up some pictures but I think a, a, a truck had been, I guess, so-called dumping illegally, uh, I think, around the grounds of Queen Elizabeth Country Park. I think I think it was near the entrance, one of those little tiny roads near the entrance. Is, is that where you saw it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 And the truck had basically tipped backwards and got stuck and uh, they'd kind of left, abandoned the vehicle, but then turned up the next day requesting that, um, that they get it back. And I think they claimed it was just a big mix up and they weren't actually dumping stuff, but. I think it was pretty clear from from what I saw that that it, that may have been the case, and and obviously I don't want to speculate here, but <laughs> I wonder what's going on with that with that case. Well, do you know what was what was quite funny is that I think I was doing one of those second wind running events there, and I wonder if they get random vehicles flying into the country park every now and again anyway so whether it's a fly tipper or someone that's like gone a little bit fast around the corner on the a3 yeah yeah in the in the trees there but i was doing um the marathon there and i noticed that there was a mercedes in the trees <laughs> oh really oh yeah. god i guess it's easy to be done it's a sharp turn that isn't it yeah <laughs> you've got to take you got to take that one easy um but yeah no it was a. Uh, I actually came across a man um i was i was doing a long run about about was it about a month ago i think it was one of the last ones i did over ports downhill uh and there was a just a random guy there picking up litter on on one of the roads and you know speaking about dumping and stuff if if anybody if any runners out there have run around um ports downhill maybe up up and down pigeon house and mill lane and even as far as like crooked crooked walk lane um and the big uh, hill at connecticut you get to the bottom of that hill there's so much so much dumping that gets done around there there's just I mean, there's, you can literally take your choice of mattresses and sofas that you would like to sit down and lie on and have a rest during during your long runs because there's so many of them along those routes. I, ju- I just don't know how people are getting away with it. Yeah, it's so bad, isn't it? Uh, but, you know, if you have to pay to tip certain things, then people are going to do it, aren't they? Yeah, I guess. That's, um, it's just one of those difficult things. It's like, you know, is it easier to, to dump it on the side of the road? But I just, oh, I just can't, yeah. I can't get over the thought process that goes through people's heads yeah. of dumping that much. I mean, chucking a bit of paper out a window, yeah, you can kind of like, I'm not going to do it myself, but no. you can kind of see why people do it. But I mean, a whole truck just to have, not to have that set on your conscience for like, yeah. you know, forever. I would, I, you know, oh, terrible. But anyway, yeah, this, this guy was just picking up litter. He just said, yeah, he just goes and does it. He lives. He lived in Portsmouth, and he drove up to the hill, and just kind of went around with bags, just collecting litter. And I thought, you know, I actually said to him, you know, I, I, I've got this podcast going. It would be good maybe one day to organise a, like a litter pick run, for the for the show. I thought it would be quite good. Maybe we can get a few runners together to uh, to head up with with bags, do a run, and find find where all the litter is, and then we kind of go for a go for a bit of a pick. We see it around here all the time, like all the time. There's litter there's there's like fly tipping on the trails and if there's a, a road that 
a trail comes off, then someone's always backed onto it and you have to you know, jump around it. I absolutely hate it, but yeah. it happens, doesn't it? So there, there's got to be a solution to it because otherwise it's, they're just going to, like council's going to spend a fortune, aren't they? Just mm. having to clear up this extra rubbish. Yeah, so listen, back, back to the running and stuff. Obviously, I've got uh, a long run coming up. We, we couldn't make the South Downs Wave 50 rescheduled date because I know um, James Elson had to move it a week later. So yep. um, Jason and I are doing a 40-mile run from Queen Elizabeth Country Park to Worthing, I think, on the original date, so next weekend. Mm. So looking forward to that. Uh, and obviously, Thames Path. And then the big one, uh, Kennet and Avon Canal Race. Woohoo! In July. That's going to be a be interesting <laughs> yeah it's gonna be very interesting <laughs> I've, uh, I've i've got to get my act together for that one and um yeah try and get in the right headspace to, to get that done so yeah um, i'm pretty i'm pretty nervous about going back to the thames path actually I'm, I'm i'm worried because of what happened last time i've, I've got yeah. this this fear of um not having what it takes to finish a, a race that long anymore and i've got this fear of not having what it takes to to push through the cold and stuff and just yeah just a kind of real fear of going back to it but harness that fear into jfdi and just just go and do it get it done you know whether it's 18 hours 16 hours or 28 hours it doesn't matter you know that finishing something is 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 important and i think you get a lot whether you do you know whether you you don't get the time that you want or not finishing is always important yeah absolutely um and and you should make make sure that you've got your plans in place so that finishing is is something that is is definitely going to happen so i'll see you on the side of the trail and give you a i'm kick looking up. forward to that man i really am <laughs> looking forward to seeing you so I, I hope we i hope we do cross paths on the race i think it's going to be going to be super important to see you and say hello and stuff and obviously you're up there crewing stew so i think that's going to be great yeah. and i think stew's going to going to yeah. really get it done with especially with you guys um helping him out and crewing him so that's going to be good and i'm looking forward to it I'm, I'm pretty excited and stuff but listen dave i don't want to keep you for too long obviously um you've got a head and i've got a head as well but i wanted to mention about this giveaway that we've got so um i've been using this book called the law of running for for some time now and and i think it was when it was kind of shown to me by by a friend it was it was called the uh the the bible of running or the old book of running um and it really is it's literally got everything in it from shoes to to injuries to training plans it's a massive thick book i think it's about five or six hundred pages in it and i think this is the fourth edition of the book which has been released yeah uh, and i think uh, you had a really good idea on how we could do this this competition because i'm not a fan of making people like my posts and share my posts and stuff i'm really not a fan of that i just want the, the podcast to kind of grow naturally but for those listening um uh, this was dave's idea so dave brilliant idea please send us your favorite running photos of you in Portsmouth on your runs. So whether it's a selfie or, or a photo of, um, you know, the, the ships in Portsmouth or the monuments or just the beach, just any favorite photos that you've got that you take over the next coming couple of weeks. Uh, and if you can get those to us by the end of Thursday, the 22nd of this month, uh, before we release the next show. And yeah, you can get those to us by email uh, by sending them to portsmouthrunningpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can put a comment on any of our posts on Facebook, any of our recent posts on Facebook. That would be that would be nice. Um, or you can actually put a post on our Facebook page as well, because I think I've opened that up to, to posting too. So um, yeah, get those to us any way you can. Um, like I say, if you don't want them to be seen by anybody else, then just uh, email this, email them to us. And then Dave and I will, will together just, just pick, a, pick a winner and we'll get the book sent to you. Um, so there you go. What do you think, Dave? 
Yeah, looking for some stupid pictures. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, they can be stupid. They can be funny. They can be serious. They can be edited to the to the nth degree. Um, whichever you like, Dave and I will will agree. We'll even have a we'll have a big bust up over it, Dave. We'll have a massive like fist fight over it, and to see who wins. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll agree. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, get that book to you. So so entries can come start coming in as soon as um you hear this or or read the the post. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, cool. Dave. Thanks very much for your time, man. Much appreciated. Right. Cheers, man. Thank you. Listen, I hope that injury goes well. I, you know, I, I know how, mu- how much you've kind of worked towards getting fit over the last last few months, and it's been a pleasure to do a lot of those runs with you and stuff. So, fingers crossed, everything everything works out for you, and um, yeah, you get that get that sorted soon. Actually, like looking at, um, I've sort of engaged in quite a lot of the stuff that can put you back together in Portsmouth over the last kind of um, last few weeks, just to kind okay. of get so it's actually really interesting like to look at what is out there that can put you back together because i've i've engaged in lano yoga which is down elm grove and they are fantastic um so worth because that's medicine for your back it really is um so they would be worth getting on one day up and running at the mount batten center who diagnose and tell you what's going on Um, they're very good yeah and then, you know, it's even like going to see your local GP who put you in, in contact with the local NHS physio just in case you need an MRI. Yeah. Also going to Tracy Dean, who does the massage. I mean, like just within a small little area, there's so much stuff that's available just to kind of like help you out and stick you back together when you're broken. Yeah, it's, it's such a good point, Dave. Like, yeah, really- we, I mean, we always say how close, how close um, and, and friendly and amazing and, and, and rich the running community is but you've got all those services around it as well to help keep you together so yeah that's a yeah. really good point awesome it's awesome i've well gone into the yoga recently and everything seems to be starting to heal i think so <laughs> what was the what, what was the yoga the name of the yoga place again that you mentioned lano yoga lano yoga is that that's the one on elm grove you mentioned yeah and they do hot yoga they do um like one called 26 and two they've got flow classes slow yoga and the great thing about it is that if you go on their website, they've got a whole load of classes that are free online. Brilliant. You can Ooh, just. That sounds, that sounds really good. It's yeah. just, do you know what, Dave? It's just before we go, it's just finding the time and finding finding the patience and the energy to to kind of, you know, get into a good routine and do that stuff from home. And I know we've been chatting recently yeah. today and, and you've had a, good, a few good ideas on how you can do this. But it's just as runners, we're so dedicated to the running. But yeah. if we were just a tenth of the of, of the portion of that you know dedicated to keeping ourselves together would be so much healthier but it's just for me i just can't be disciplined enough to get into a, a good solid routine and actually work myself hard on that kind of core and, and strength and conditioning stuff something's got to uh, get it like because there's only so many hours in the day that you can fit stuff in mm. and always as a runner that you let the strength or the conditioning go in favor of going to do that extra six miles which in all honesty, you probably don't need and doing the, the strength strengthening or the stretching or the yoga would probably be much more beneficial for you. And you see that all the time written in magazines and you get mm. told feel would rather go for a run. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. It's like it's like all there in your face all the time, being you know, yeah. being being pressed into, you know, do the stuff, do the stuff, do the stuff. I watch videos on YouTube all the time. I've just been getting into that James Dunn on 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 yeah. youtube he's got some excellent excellent routines there so 
fingers crossed at some point I'm going to evolve into a better runner and actually make the right the right choices there so yeah. fingers crossed Dave for both of us that we'll uh, we'll be pieced together nicely soon and uh, yeah aim to to hit those race goals for this year dude but listen yeah. all the best I hope you hope you keep well and I look forward to seeing you soon hopefully for a run for a few miles um over the weekend take it easy and we'll go straight into this week's featured interview with our guest Craig Downs from MIMO Hi, I am pleased to welcome onto the show today, CEO and co-founder of MIMO, Craig Downs. Craig, a warm welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for having me on. Much appreciated. Absolute pleasure. It's absolute pleasure. And uh, have you been enjoying the, uh, the, the kind of summer weather we've been having at the beginning of this week, which I believe is due to end soon? Yeah, it, it makes a difference, especially when you're out training that you can actually get your shorts and T-shirts on. And uh, But yeah, I've heard there's going to be a cold snap coming back again. So I might have to keep those uh, keep those leggings and, and long sleeve tops just just uh, handy, just in case. Yeah, that's so true. You know, you, st- you start to kind of put that stuff away at this time of year and, you, and it's, you're never quite sure if it's going to sit at the back of the water or if it's going to come out again. So <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get too cold. No, hopefully not. No. <laughs> Listen, I'm really excited about this show because um, obviously there's a there's a lot of good content um, out there for for those listeners who are listening at the moment that, that know a little bit about MIMO. There's things on YouTube, lots of articles where, where runners have, have reviewed the products and shown off all of its capabilities. But here on this podcast today, we get to talk to the man himself who, who created and uh, helped bring this idea and, and product to life, which which I you know, really value highly. So thank you again for your time, Craig, and, and coming on to the show. It's okay, no problem. Cool. So um, I just want to say now that um, I actually haven't tried the device myself, um, but I have obviously done research and, and kind of looked into it and, and watched various videos and seen all the, the information on your website and stuff. So so just coming into this meeting, I haven't actually tried it myself, um, but I have had a number of conversations um, recently with with runners, mostly on social media. Um, and it's basically come from, from runners who are frustrated because they haven't been able to get to running shops. Um, they haven't been able to get that kind of analysis and, and chatting done with, with the in-store help that they'd normally get from a running store. Um, so I think it's a great time to kind of find out about MIMO. And, um, but before we get into all of that, Craig, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, maybe a brief introduction, where you're from? Um, and I noticed a little bit of an accent there. And being South African myself, I'm terrible, terrible at working out where it's from. So over to you, mate. <laughs> all right, yeah. Um, so I'm from the northeast of England. I'm from Durham. Um, I've, I've lived here all my life. Uh, 45 years old. Um, my background's actually marketing, marketing and PR, okay. which I've uh, worked in for, for a number of years now, probably 25 years. I actually also run a, my own PR and marketing agency. Um, right. But my hobby is is running. I got into running about 12 years ago. And um, yeah, just I, I ran the Great North Run. It's on my doorstep uh, here in the northeast, and it's it's a significant event not only in the northeast but nationally as well. It's a it's a oh, huge yes. event, um, and and a lot of runners aspire to run run the uh, run the uh, the event. And um, so one year I signed up as a for a charity place, and I was successful. And um, while I was training, I just got the bug and. Um, I completed the the half marathon and um, and then from there I started to uh, go out a bit more regularly. Started doing park run. Um, I met friends, made friends at, at park run, and they encouraged me to, to join a club. And that's how it all sort of progressed from there, really. Um, so um, been running competitively for probably 
about nine years, I think. Um, okay. I've run all diff- all distances. I've I've run from five k. Uh, I have done five marathons. Um, my quickest marathon time is three hours and three minutes, Ooh, which is close. agonizingly so close. close. <laughs> oh. Which was uh, yeah, I was on track till about twenty three and a half miles, and it all just. Mm. Well, people who have done a marathon and hit the wall will know exactly what I'm, what I mean. But um, yeah, that's so was, close. I, I did actually very, do a little bit of research on your running as well, um, Craig, just because I was going to ask you about it and and noticed that that three oh three in in twenty fifteen, and that was the Amsterdam marathon. If I'm if I got was, it right, it was yeah. Well, I did Manchester the same year just before, um, and that was the year it was measured short, and I actually did three oh seven. So I actually, I think it was probably about eight minute PB. So I was really, I was in great wow. shape. I was, um, I knew I had Amsterdam coming up. I tried to break the three hour mark at Manchester, but I didn't. And then when we found out it had been measured short, obviously I was very disappointed because we put a lot of training into that, but carried that training through to Amsterdam. And um, yeah, it's there, isn't it? The carrot's yep. there. Um but my life's changed quite a lot since then. And I've got two businesses now, which is which is the, the PR agency and MIMO. Obviously, yeah. my family time as well, which uh, I value hugely. And then yeah. there's everything else that goes with it, trying to fit everything in. And I think, you know, trying to train for another marathon, it's a lot of commitment. Um, I just don't feel like I've got the... The, the time to, to that it that it needs to be able to break that that sort of uh, that barrier. You never know. I, I'll never yeah. say no. But uh, so yeah. So I've run five five marathons, and um, so that's Brilliant. that's a bit of background about my running career. Fantastic, fantastic. And and as obviously Mimo kind of touches a little bit on the on the shoe world. Um, just out of interest, what, what shoes are you running in uh, currently yourself? I run in all sorts. <laughs> okay, so you have a variety. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, so I've, I've just started using the, the Sacconi speeds, which okay. I love for, for, for my tempo sessions uh, and speed work. I, I, they're just a great shoe. Um, I've got the New Balance 1080 version 11s, um, which I just use for sort of my longer runs. Um, I've got um, Adidas SL20s. Uh, you know, I've got loads of different makes. I've got the Hocker uh, Clifton Okay. Um, so it just depends on what the uh, the session is or what what run it is that I'm going to do. I I like to alternate. I, I try to have a few pairs on the go at the same time, just to uh, try and mix things up rather than stick with one or two uh, one or two brands. So okay, okay, brilliant. Yeah, it's, not, it's always nice to have kind of have a selection to to pick from. And I, I actually find that myself quite quite an exciting part of the run itself, which seems ridiculous because you're just putting on a pair of shoes, but I like to kind of look at the collection and just kind of think about what it is I'm doing that day, what the weather's like, what terrain I'm, ru- I'm running on and, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of se- selecting the shoes quite, quite like a fun little, little quick part of the process. So that's yeah, great. <laughs> Excellent. So, so Craig, when, when I first heard about, about my, my mo, it was um, through a, a mutual friend of ours, Ben Clark, who, who's, mm-hmm. he's actually been on, on the show himself as a guest telling us all about the amazing chorus watches and, and the work he's been doing there. And I was quite fascinated with, with the idea of the product because I'd been talking about it with a friend recently about kind of how current technology could be used and brought into the home, you know, via apps and, and, you know, obviously all these little electronical gadgets that people are programming now and stuff. 
Um, and we know and we see it within shoe stores like Clark's, for example, when you go in now and they've got these kind of big tablet size apps that measure kids' feet and, and adults' feet and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, but MIME, I guess, kind of takes that up a few levels and, and kind of brings, you know, the running technology and running information, you know, straight into your you, the palm of your hands effectively. Um, so maybe I thought it would be a good idea for the listeners who don't know to describe um, exactly what MIMO is. Um, so yeah, again, over, over to you to kind of give us a, an intro to it. Yeah, so, so MIMO is a little wearable which um, has, in the hardware, it has um, some sensors which um, measures how your foot performs during, during exercise. So it has accelerometer, gyroscope, Bluetooth. Um, it connects to your to your mobile device, and that's on the iOS and, and Android platforms. Um, and what it is is you, uh, we, you when you buy the product, you, you also get a, a wearable, a little sock that we've made, um, especially because the sensor has to sit on a particular position on the foot, which is um, on the talus joint, which is on the top of the foot. Okay. So um, the, the sensor fits into the little pocket, you put the, the sock on. Now you wear, the thing with MIMO is that you wear the, the sock barefoot. Um, and there is, we did a lot of research into this. And the reason why we um, ask you to run barefoot is because it gives us the most natural measurement of your gait. Yeah. So at the moment, if you go into a running store and they do a gait assessment, they may ask you to wear a pair of neutral shoes. But even if you wear a new pair of neutral shoes and um, it has a 10 mil heel drop, for example, it's still giving your foot an element of support. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, because this is a home product, which is what you've touched on, we can't guarantee that everyone's going to have a neutral shoe with you know, in the home, there's people who need support shoes. So to, to, to come up with a concept that's going to be, uh, you know, across the board, that's going to be um, enabled to give us the information and the data that we need, um, we had to come up with a, a, an idea. So the idea was to do this barefoot. And a lot of people think, oh, I don't really want to run barefoot. I'm, I'm not comfortable running barefoot. Um, we're not asking you to go out and do, you know, run a 5K or a 10K. Um, the test is, is is as simple as you you stand still for 10 seconds while the sensor calibrates. Okay. And then you run for 50 seconds. So what we do is we ask you to just find a nice, long, smooth surface, like a path or a road. Might have just recently be t- been tarmacked or, um, you, you know, uh, it could be at the park. It could be, you know, the car park at work, for example. You know, industrial estates have you know, plenty of uh, smooth, long, flat, smooth surfaces. So you would just pick that area. And I think the other thing with MIMO is that you run in your own natural environment, how you would run naturally. You know, sometimes when you do these tests on treadmills, they don't feel natural. To some people, some people do train on treadmills. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't feel it's natural so by using the sensor by using the MIMO product you're using it out in your natural environment and you run uh, you run for 50 seconds at the end of the 50 seconds what it's done is it's collected information on how your foot strikes the ground so how whether your heel strike whether your midfoot whether your forefoot um, it also looks at um, the the gyroscope picks up uh, angular that the tilt and roll of the foot so it measures whether you're neutral whether you're over pronate or under pronate okay and those are the key metrics that we need to understand um in order to then advise what is the best type of shoe it is for for you and your running style 
Mm. So the date, so you, you do the test. So that you put the sensor on one foot, you run, do the 50 seconds test. At the end of the, that test, if the, the, the app will say, put the sock on the other foot and you do exactly the same. You stand still for 10 seconds and you run back. Once the data has been collected on both the left and right foot, the data is then transferred from the sensor to your phone. And then it uses the phone's internet connection to push that information and that data into the cloud. And that's kind of where the, the magic happens really. And um, there's an algorithm which we've designed and developed, which it collects that raw data okay. and it processes that data. So what we've done is we've collaborated with Northumbria University. Um, academics who specialize in gate and biomechanics um, and computing science and it's about machine learning so you know if you go into a running store it's a human it's a human being it's a person yeah but they and everybody's different so everybody has different experiences and different knowledge and you'll know yourself if you've gone into a store you'll speak to someone who is extremely knowledgeable have a lot of information and knowledge about gait and and about shoes you know, and but not necessarily that is always available. You know, if that person's off sick or on holiday or um, just, you know, moves on to a different store or a different job. And, and there's the, this consistency in terms of how shops actually carry out gate assessments. So, yeah. you know, I've been in various stores and I've had lots of different experiences from where you would sort of ask you to take your socks and shoes off and you would walk, they would watch you walk. Now, how you walk and how you run is completely different. Um, so how you can, you know, analyze somebody's gait by walking, it's, it's, and we've done this as well as part of the research and the testing, we've, we've collected data on people who are walking compared to running and there's, a, mm. there's obviously a clear difference. There's also the treadmill. So there's some who will ask you to run barefoot on a treadmill and there's some who will ask you to, to wear a, a shoe. So it's that consistency. Now, what, what we've done with the algorithm and the, and the machine learning is we've taught that machine what the experts know. So we collected gate data on 400 runners and we then had that data analysed by experts. So people who might say specialise in gait and biomechanics, and they looked at the foot strike and they looked at pronation, and then they would give their recommendation as to what type of shoe that person would need. All that information was then inputted into the uh, system to train mm -hmm. it. So the machine, call it a machine, the computer, the it understands what a heel strike is. It understands what a forefoot strike is. It understands what supination is, et cetera. So eventually, once you start feeding lots of data into this machine, it's, it, it understands. And it can then quite quickly identify what the output is. Um, and then the information is then sent back to the user's mobile phone literally within the space of a couple of seconds it's a very very quick process and it tells you uh in the mimo app it tells you what your left foot and right foot uh foot strike was what your pronation is also it measures contact time as well in terms of the foot contact from actual initial contact to toe off um and then it gives you an overall recommendation a shoe recommendation so whether you need a neutral shoe or whether you need a, a support shoe based on that particular test. 
Um, and then you have access to, um, it, it gives you some, a description about what that means, you know, what your result means, but then it actually gives you access to all the shoes that are available to you based on your style. So if you register your profile as male and you do a test and it says you need a neutral shoe, it'll only recommend male neutral shoes. You can then filter that database by uh, lots of variables. So there's this by price, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it is recommended retail price. So, you know, if you are in the market and you just want to find, you just want to buy a shoe that's 80 pounds or less, you know, you can filter the database. Or if you want to do a little bit more of a detailed search, um, you can do it by brand, by weight, color, heel drop. So if you, if you want a lightweight middle distance shoe with a minimum heel drop of six mil, that's quite hard to find at the minute because you'd have to go on lots of different websites to try and find that information. Yeah, that's true. What we've tried to do is make it easier for the customer. So you've done your test, you've got access to all the shoes that are relevant to you in your running style, and then you can then filter that database and it gives you the list of shoes that are available. And then there's descriptions in there about the shoe. Now, the manufacturers are constantly bringing out new models and technologies, and it, it can be very confusing. Mm -hmm. Even for experienced runners, it's confusing to try and keep up. So what we're trying to do with our descriptions is compare it with the previous model. So for example, like I've just bought the, the New Balance 1080 version 11. So if you look at the description in the MIMO about the version 11, it'll tell you what what upgrades have been made to that particular shoe compared to the version 10. Okay. Um, just, you know, it gives that, it gives you more information, more informed information to help you understand what the difference is, but also give you the confidence that you're making the right decision and that you can buy with confidence. You're buying a shoe that you know will work for you. Yeah. Um, now we're Craig, not. In... I want to ask: Is that a? Is it, sorry to interrupt. Is that a? Um, yeah. Is that a database that that that, um, that MIMO uh, maintain that you have to kind of obviously because there's a lot of data there that you've just mentioned under the covers that's being captured yes. and, and ported. Into, so it obviously needs to be ported in in the right way. So is that is that kind of something that's put together by you guys? Yeah, we manage the database ourselves. Okay. Yeah, okay, gotcha. yeah. So we've got so all so it's all the road shoes, all the latest road shoes. We we have a you know majority of all the brands are on there. Yeah. Um, We've also, through customer feedback, we were asked if we would um, incorporate trail shoes. Um, now, trail shoes are not specifically linked to your gait test because, as you know, when you're selecting trail shoes, it's based on the terrain that you're looking to run on, if it's light trail or fell running or, um, you know, road stroke tra trail. So we've, we have incorporated um, a separate section, which is trail shoes. So, again, we've got all the latest trail shoes on there. Um, but yes, we, we manage the database of, of the products. So we are always looking for when the shoes are being released by the manufacturers and we, we get them on the, on our database as quickly as we can. And um, we, we, we're not endorsed. We're not, we know, we know it's one of our values is that we're completely independent and impartial. So we, we not, we don't have, we don't receive commission for okay. for recommending shoes you know, for, for, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and i think that's quite a that's quite a unique thing for us because and, and a lot of customers like that because we're not pushing mm. a particular brand over one over another we, we are once you've done your test and you've been presented with the shoes 
it's in the customer's hands as to what you want to filter by. So yeah. if you want to filter by uh, Nike or, or or Adidas or whatever, you can. That's up to you. We, we don't force you or, or you know push you towards one shoe uh, over the other. And um, similarly, if you decide to buy a shoe uh, based on the recommendation, it's up to you where you buy that shoe. So we still encourage you to buy the shoes from your local running store and support local businesses because yeah. you know we need that at a minute after what we've just gone through over the last 12 months and um we're not there to take business from the shops because we don't sell shoes yeah we That's we true, do the yeah. gate we do the gate test and we uh help customers to find the right shoes and then the customer can then buy the shoes now you know some people are quite happy to just go ahead and buy online and others might want to go into a store and say, okay, I've done a test on the MIMO. It's recommended these three shoes. Can I try them on? Because you know what it's like, you know, yeah. when you put shoes on, that the ride and the feel of the shoe can be different. So, you know, and, that, and that's what we're sort of saying is we're not there to compete with the stores. We're there to support the stores um, and, um, and, and guide customers to buying the right shoe. Yeah, I guess I guess there's there are other factors I guess involved as well with choosing a trainer, like you say, Mimo gives you that that kind of suggested solution that you can use and just go go ahead and make the purchase. But you're right when you try a shoe on, um, how many different shapes of feet there are and different angles mm. of toes and length of toes and all that kind of stuff. So I guess it yeah, does yeah. does kind of come down a, a lot of the time to that and comfort as well. But yeah. I think you know to summarize what you've just spoken about because that's, that's obviously a lot of information for listeners out there. I think. I, the best way I could summarize what you've just told me is that the process from when you get the MIMO device to being able to look at a selection of shoes that, 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 that match your running style or your gait is, um, is very quick. I mean, it's, you know, you yeah. talk about going to a running store and, and getting analyzed and stuff. That's a, that's a lot of time, but this is literally could be done in 10, you could be done in 10 minutes, which is Can, amazing. Yeah. And I think it goes back to your, what you, you spoke before you asked the question is, well, two things. One is we've just gone through a lockdown, so stores haven't been open and, mm. and customers, runners haven't been able to go into store to get their gate uh, uh, analysed and, and to buy shoes. So it has been an alternative an alternative uh, to a product for, for customers, another option. But I think, you know, given the technology that's available to us these days, um, and th this is why I came up with the idea. So I got injured Um when I was training for one of the marathons, I got injured because I, I, I bought a shoe. I was I recommended a shoe and I bought it and, and it was wrong and I ended up getting injured. And while I was out injured, I thought, you know, there's got to be a way, it's got to be something out there that you can buy personally that you can use in your own home or, or in your own time. Um, and it guides you to buying the right type of shoes and there wasn't. And that's how I identified, that's how I came up with the idea. Yeah. So a lot of good ideas I like had born from, you know, finding a problem first, I guess. And exactly. You did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just think, you know, people, time is precious now and people don't have time to, like I, you know, I've just touched on before, my life's hectic and I don't have time to go into town and, and go and try all these different shoes on um, and go shopping. <laughs> yeah, too, but, um, I, I can't and, and and a lot of people don't um so you know what i've what i've tried to come up with is a concept is a, a product that you know people will still go into stores and that's fine and and do the assessments the other end of the spectrum is if you've got you know 
injuries or if you have other underlying issues with your gait, sort of your your um your biomechanics, your your body, you know, so for example, you've got weak glutes or you've got a problem with your hip or something, you would probably pay a little bit more to go and get a thorough biomechanical gait assessment. We're sort of positioned in the middle. Yeah. Um, where you can buy this product, you can use it as many times as you want. So whenever you're in the market for buying a new pair of running shoes, but actually a lot of experienced runners have gave us feedback and said two things. One is that they are, some of them have transitioned. So they're looking at transitioning from say midfoot to forefoot. So they're using the, the sensor to actually do tests and try and transition to see how their gait is, is changing. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the other one is um, to to be able to. Um, oh, lost me. What was, I going to say <laughs> um, what was it? What was I talking about? So just quickly, Craig, while, you, while you're finding, finding your thought there, um, so you're, you're basically you're saying that the device, obviously you've spoken about the, the primary use of the device there where it's, you know, finding your shoes and, and kind of analyzing how you're running. But then if you are looking like a professional runner to change the way you run, you can use yeah. that as well to ensure that the, the changes you're making are actually having an impact on your running and, and the sensors yeah. are picking, picking those up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly Amazing. that. Um, so yeah, you can actually use it to monitor how your gait is changing. And I think it's quite important as well, if you've been, particularly if you've been injured, because your gait can and does change. So for example, I used to heel strike and I had a problem with my Achilles and I did a lot of strengthening work around the ankle and the foot joint, uh, the, the foot, and um, it really strengthened it up. So it, it there wasn't a weakness there isn't a weakness in the foot now. So I've actually transitioned from, um, from, from heel strike to midfoot. Um, okay. So, it, you know, if, if you've been injured and you're doing the exercises, um, you, you can, your gait can and does change. Um, I've remembered the other one. Okay. <laughs> um, the other one was that experienced runners have come back to us and said, it's reassuring to know that they can just pop out, do a test, um, but the, the shoes that are recommended on the list are actually shoes that they're currently wearing. Okay. So it's gave them their, it's gave them that reassurance that they are actually wearing the right shoes. Um, because surprisingly, and believe it or not, out of the 400 runners. So what we did was we asked, we invited in the Northeast, we invited the uh, local running clubs. This was pre COVID by the way, um, <laughs> to, to, to come and help us test. Um, and it's, amazing at how many experienced runners are wearing are not wearing the right shoes mm. i mean i, couldn't, I can was, believe it yeah yeah it was just i was really surprised um yeah i was just really surprised that you, you know you you think well that's how you know people get injured because if you're not wearing the right shoes you know there is evidence to suggest that there's common in injuries with runners, isn't there? There's like plantar fasciitis, there's Achilles, there's calf issues, there's IT band, there's shin splints. They come on in all sorts of uh, shapes and sizes, injuries, yeah, in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Right. And, and a large part of those injuries can be if you're wearing the wrong shoes. Hmm. Um, and there's evidence to, to back that up. Um, so, so yeah, it's, um, it, it's, I, I just felt that there was a gap in the market um and and you know the response we've had from customers has been really really good really positive um we launched at the end of october last year 
Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it was it was nervous because you know it took four years to to develop and, yeah. and take it to market. And you 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 worry as to how the market's going to react and how customers are going to react. Um, but you've got to get it out there, and the only way you're going to get feedback is to get customers to buy it and to give you feedback. So we've had re- you know really good feedback. But I think what what's um, uh, it's been good is that we now know that we have a viable product. We have a product that yeah. we know works. We're confident. Um, we've you know collaborated with the university, and and that was really important for us because the first we knew that as a commercial business going to market, the first question that customers would ask us would, would be, "Well, prove that it works." Mm. And you know, there's probably still people who doubt that it works, but because we we, we could have quite easily said, well, yeah, it works because we've tested it on 400 runners and we know it works. But by working with the university, um, they publish an academic paper and it tells it's a, a research paper as to their approach as to how they develop the algorithm and how it's performing. And, you know, they, the actual accuracy of the algorithm is performing, currently performing at 95% accurate. Now, that you can't really you know that 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 is a very high percentage and that you know obviously we're always striving for 100 percent, but hopefully that gives customers confidence that we've approached this in the right way we've brought in the experts you know we've brought in people who specialize in these areas to help us develop this not only academia researchers but physios and sports therapists etc um and you know we, we've got that confidence and that's you know we've got that um feedback from customers yeah you know I, I did a test last year I went into a shop and yeah you know that that is my gate but it it's then linking it to the shoes yeah you absolutely. know and then and then guiding them to make make sure they're buying the right shoes and because we're constantly updating the database we're adding shoes on all the time every week you know there's probably at least I could imagine probably, yeah. it could be up to about 10 shoes a week, you know, yeah. new shoes that are released. Um, so we're always improving it. I mean, in addition to the, to the product, so there's, that is the product, you know, it is, it, it analyzes your gate and we, we acknowledge that sometimes that could be, well, you'll, you'll use it once and then you might not use it for another few months because until your next time you want to buy a new pair of shoes, for example. Yeah. So what we did was we've, we've built in um, some additional content within the app to um, just to help runners. So it's all running related content. It's all added value content. So we've got physios who have do physio led um, strength and core exercise videos that you can follow. So, you know, if you've got a kind of weakness in the, in the glute or your ankles or, or um, you know, she does dynamic lunges. There's loads of different um, workouts that you can do just to help you get stronger as a runner and fitter. Um, We've got a sports therapist who goes through the kind of typical injuries that runners experience and how he would normally treat them in clinic, but just giving you some some exercises that you could do at home. Um, okay. We've got uh, Pilates classes, so weekly Pilates classes. So every week we've got a, a class that's specifically for runners, um, and it's started at beginner. We're now on to advanced already, and and it, and you can just you go back and you can just it's a 30 minute session and you just follow it in your Brilliant. own in your own time whenever you want and you can go back and do them as many times as you want so we've we've put in a lot of additional content there as well so it's not just the gate assessment there's lots of added value content built in there as well 
Is that is that part of the? Because I noticed on the website there was a MIMO Plus um, section yeah. as well. So is that part of the yeah. MIMO Plus subscription? Yeah. Yeah, that is MIMO Plus. So um, at the moment, when you buy the product, you'll get a sort of month a month free, um, which is access to the to MIMO Plus, um, and then it's three pounds ninety five a month. Which, I mean, I was paying. I was going. I'm I'm a big sort of a strong believer of doing Pilates and doing additional strength yeah. and core to. And, you know, just to try and avoid injuries and and and, and uh, stay fit. Um, and I was going to weekly Pilates, and I was paying eight pounds a session. Mm, yeah. You know, just That's for Pilates, good. and this is three ninety five a month, but you get all that in uh, included. So, and again, with the feedback we've had from customers, is it's great. In fact, we've had customers who have said, well, we've had people who have approached us and said, um, could could you just subscribe to the to the MIMO Plus because of the content that you've got in there sounds great and we're, we're not at the moment but it might be something we do further down the line um okay but we are looking at uh, adding extra things uh, extra uh, features in there as well so we're going to look at um forums now it's not you, you see on facebook and all social media channels you'll get running groups and people will put posts on saying i'm thinking about buying a new pair of running shoes what do you recommend and everybody chips in with what they think's best absolutely <laughs> um so what we're doing is we're actually um gonna kind of pull together runners mimo customers who have done their gate tests and you can actually enter a forum with okay. runners who have a similar gate and then you can then go onto that forum and say, okay, I'm thinking about buying these new shoes. Um, but before I spend 200 pound, um, what do you, what do you think? What has anybody else got a pair? And somebody might then go on and say, well, actually, yeah, I've got a pair of them. The toe box is slightly wider than normal, but mm. for example, and at least you're getting that communication with somebody who has a similar gait rather than somebody who's completely you know, who might not even have the same style and need have the same shoes as you. Yeah. Um, and, not, the, the, the breadth of those conversations take on Facebook and stuff is just insane. Sometimes it's just information yeah. overload. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. confusing. Not, you know, again, it, it's not just for beginners for, for experienced runners as well. It's, yeah. it is confusing and uh, the, the information that's out there and everybody um, has their own opinion because everybody's different. You know, True. what works for one person doesn't necessarily mean it works for the other. I laugh because when I was developing this, I went to my running club one night and one of the, one of the guys had, um, he'd, he'd managed to get a, a, a good pair of running shoes um, off, off the internet. And I, and I remember the, the guys, the lads all sort of, oh, where did you buy them from? And he was like, oh, I got them in the sale. They were on such and such. Um, yeah. The following week, four of them turned up with all these shoes. They all had the same shoes on. And I just laughed because I thought they probably just bought them because they look good, but not realizing that actually, you know, you, you buy shoes because they're relevant to you. Mm. Mm. Not because your mates bought them and they look good on him. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that is true. That does happen a lot. And uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess yeah. some people are, some people have an affiliation to, to, to brands and they prefer certain brands, shoes or feel, yeah. or to feel them. Um, but yeah, you're right. It does. It does go a lot in the lines of um, what's everyone else wearing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's it's trend, isn't it? And like I say, what works for one person doesn't necessarily mean it works for for, for you. So yeah, I just wanted to say, say Craig, we've been talking about MIMO all this time, but but MIMO does stand for for my motion. Is that right? Yes, 
that's, that's right good. yeah so it's it's about so the my is personal so it's about you mm. and the mo is the motion and it's understanding how your foot performs so that's yeah. how we came up with the name my motion um yeah. my mo yeah uh, you've spoken a lot. Of, I, you know, I'd love to ask you more questions about the machine learning thing because I've, I, my I, I work for IBM full time, so that's my full time job. And I've okay. had a little bit of dealings with playing around with my son, particularly doing some machine learning for kids. Uh, yes, which is kind of building these these applications that work out, um, you know, animal noises or or characteristics of animals, so it can help predict. Um, you know what animal you're you're talking about when you enter characters. So, it's yeah. it's interesting what you were talking about about you know giving the information in the machines all this real life data and letting it work out you know where where things go. So it's it's a it's a very interesting topic that I'd love to chat more more to you about. But I was going to suggest um, that anybody out there listening who wants to find out more, you, there's a really interesting academic paper that you're linked to on your website, which is called. Uh, the MIMO approach to recommend running shoes. And I think it's it's got a lot of really good information in there about, you know, the algorithms and the machine learning and the the test cases you guys you guys did with runners. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, that's that's really in depth. So a huge vast amount of information in there for those wanting to find out more. But where where Craig, where can people find out more about MIMO? Um website, social media, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So on our website, which is uh, just simply MIMO M Y M O dot co dot UK. Yeah. Uh, and our social channels are all at MIMO Running. So that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and you'll you'll find more information on there. Um, and there's vid, like you say, there's videos on there. There's 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 product reviews. Um, there's there's lots of information on there. Uh, so you should be able to find um, the information that you need. But if not, obviously you can just drop us a line, and we'll we'll uh, try to get back to you and answer the questions that you might have. Brilliant. And the device itself can be can be purchased from direct from the website as well. Yes. Yeah. We only sell direct, which is on our website. Um, so, yeah, it's it's only available from from the MIMO website at the moment. Brilliant. Well, Craig, thank you. I mean, I, you know, I'd love, as I say, I'd love to, 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 to chat and ask you so many more questions. But yeah, I think you've pretty much covered um, everything we need to know. But yeah, thanks for joining us on the show, Craig. And, and it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you uh, and obviously yeah. chat about MIMO. And I think this is one of those really exciting and kind of innovating products aimed at helping us you know us runners find the right shoes i wish you all the best of luck for the future uh, and of course with your own running adventures and uh may that sub three hour marathon eventually come (laughs) well thanks very much for for having me on i appreciate it and uh and thank you to the listeners as well and uh yeah you never know i might uh i might get around to 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 look at the break in that three hour mark at some time brilliant great thanks so much take care man thanks a lot take care bye now